2: Welcome back, friends, to The Lucky Die. Previously, Balance flexes a new skill. Raoul feels the cold embrace of death as Zoltana has a test of endurance. As the group try to recover on the road back to Falson, they part ways with Homer and Jens as they seek to further recruit into the army willing to fight the oncoming darkness. On their trip home, Balance, Raoul and Zoltana all speak with those closest to them to either learn, share or separate. Can Balance learn how to control fire? What gift does the Spectre have for Rao? And when will Sultana's best friend finish Absorbing of God? I guess you're about to find out. Welcome back to The Lucky Die. We're going to take a step to the side. We're not going to look at Balance and Ral and Zoltana currently standing in the ruins of Ral's home. We're actually going to go to the Witcher Society. Inside the Witcher Society, some of the rooms have been rebuilt after the great disaster of the attacks of the fake Cadence and the fake thistles. There is a very important person in this room. He's important to our story and important to some of our characters. Who do we find in this room, Bucky? Welcome to the show.
3: Hello. Uh, you find Pintor, the brother of Laffian.
2: So, what does Pintor look like?
3: Pintor looks like Laffian, funny enough. Um, he's a 45 year old elf. He's kind of tall for a half elf, standing at about six foot one. Uh, skinny, but well toned. Uh, Gaunt with sunken face, pale skin, and uh, hair that's about shoulder length, and braided and silver.
2: He is wearing a simple black cloak. Yes. He is wearing simple black armor. There are no house markings on him at all. Um, And also, curiously, on your left wrist, there is a green snake.
3: There is. There is a green snake uh, curled around my left wrist. Uh, also adorning his uh, cloak on the outside is a pin that looks like a rapier. Mm-hmm. Uh, at his side, there is a rapier, and also on his back, there is a short bow. The short bow uh, looks like it is old and has been kind of repurposed over, over year after year after year and kind of modified and adjusted. And within the bow itself, there are carvings of uh, names for specific names. Uh, the names are Fake It, Renala, Zelfar, and Sylvia.
2: Now, I need to ask you something very specific. Yes. Are you wearing these weapons right now?
3: I'd probably say not. If we've been here for a while and we're within the confines of the Witches' Society, they'd probably be in my room.
2: Yeah. Or wherever um, I'd be staying. You- yeah, you're, you're in your rooms currently. Um, your room is like the kind of like inverted VIP room. Mm-hmm. It's not quite. Demi's room, who is like the head of the Witcher Society, but it's, it's right up there. You have a balcony at least. yeah. Um, and, you know, there's your bed, but there's also a couple of other beds that have been moved and crammed in here, um, belonging to your companions, which is Thakit and Ranala. Um, I have to own up to a mistake I made at the end of the forcing around episode. Uh-oh. I believe I said that there was a dwarf and a half dwarf traveling with you. I was very wrong. They're both dwarves. Oh, it's- that's me not recording or doing <laughs> something. That's me being an idiot and panicking at the time, thinking, I'm sure one was... No, they're both, both dwarves. Um, it on a side note, is Rowena, Queen Rowena of the dwarves. It's her son and her heir, who is slightly younger than you. Adrenala is a servant girl. Um, she's supposed to be kind of like the servant girl of It, but... Through things that have transpired recently, she's technically not under the employ of the dark cameras anymore, but she is travelling with you both. Um Thakit, much like yourself, is not wearing any house markings or any other such things. Um Thakit has very tactfully left the room, and it's just yourself and Renala.
3: So uh Pintor is kind of just uh sitting at a desk looking at a couple of different papers. Next to him there is a box um that has a very special note in it and it's just sitting there um and he kind of turns around and sees ranala what is ranala doing right now
2: um ranala is she's sitting down she's reading a book um she's been accepted to learn a little bit more magic with the witcher society at your encouragement um Renala Stone Valley is a dwarf. She has long, curly, dark hair and the darkest, greenest eyes of anyone you've ever met. Her face is also covered in a couple of freckles too. Um, she's wearing kind of very light leather um, and you know that she normally carries a brace of daggers um, and a flute, but that's that's really about it right now. She's just reading. Okay.
3: Uh, so Pintor closes the book that was in front of him that he was looking at. And kind of just stares off for a second and on his face you can kind of see there's this very deep contemplation and kind of this sense of worry uh, as he slowly stands up and walks over towards the balcony and he turns around and says uh, oh yeah, Renata, can I talk to you for a sec?
2: Yeah, well I think we're talking
3: Yeah um, and then
2: she just turns a page.
3: It's just something that I I uh I need to talk about quickly with you.
2: Sounds kind of serious.
3: <laughs> it uh kind of is, kind of is. Um,
2: with a over exaggerated sigh, she closes a book, um and puts it like on the bed and walks over to you. You notice she's trembling a little bit. Um, she's not at ease. Um, she joins you out on the balcony. You can see over the ruins of Falsum slowly beginning to be rebuilt. Um, The corpses have now moved from the streets so it's much better than it was. Um, But the sun is beginning to set and you guys can see that from where you're standing.
3: So Winola, you've been friends with me and Fake It for as long as I can remember, really. Long, long time since we were all kids, really. Um, Yeah. And... What we got to do here, I don't know what to expect, I don't know what's going to happen and I need to tell you something just in case something happens, in case I don't make it, in case anything happens. You know my place within the structure of elven society.
2: Can't forget
3: it. And obviously, you know that my brother's alive. Um, the reason we be we're kind of here right now. Um I don't want to be the king. I never really did. And there's a reason for that. I I don't really agree with the way things are in the world right now. I don't really agree that people and races should be separated in the way that they are people a lot of times keep themselves keep within their own species keep within their own race and I don't agree with that I feel that people should be with who they want to be with no matter who it is people should be happy we're only here once and that's it and to have to hold back feelings that you have for someone else. I don't want that. And that's why I don't want to be king. I can't really make a difference behind the walls and with all the people around me telling me what I should be doing. I need to make a difference.
2: Pintor. That's exactly why you need to be king.
3: But if I'm... I, I
2: don't know your brother. I don't know what he's like. I know what your father's like and I know that he doesn't have plans to be king. He he wants that for you. Things he's got to do to make sure that your aunt isn't in charge anymore.
3: I know, but my hope, my, my one hope with all of this is that Lafian is the person I think he is. And if there's a way we can get him there, then maybe we can truly make a difference. Maybe I can make a difference. I know it may seem silly, I know it could just be me being selfish, I don't, it's just...
2: I want to be selfish too, and she takes a step closer. Um, But you have to understand that even if you're just a prince of the realm, You can't, alliances have to be made and you have to marry in your station. You can't, you can't marry someone lowly like me, not if you're really going to want to make the changes that you want, the changes that we all want. Maybe it's because I'm a little bit older and a little bit more cynical. But that's the truth.
3: I can't accept that. And I don't think I will. All I can do is really try. Because I know, as far as anything is concerned, no matter what happens, Ranola, I love you. And I love you
2: too. We can't do this right now. We might not ever be able to do this.
3: I'm gonna make sure we can. I will defend that with my life.
2: Uh, she puts her hands into yours and like runs, like clasps her fingers through your own. She Then we've really got to hope that your brother is someone worth a damn. Yeah,
3: we really do. Hopefully, what Rowena said about him is true. And that he really was a good person, and hopefully, he still is.
2: At this point, you hear a kind of like a crashing open of the door, and she quickly <laughs> an like
3: awkward shuffle. An awkward,
2: <laughs> <laughs> you hear the clunking of armor before you hear like the door throwing open, and that gives her enough time to like you know almost violently jerk her hands out of yours and take a couple of steps back um as your friend fake it comes clunking into the room hey um,
3: fake it <laughs>
2: hey. fake it is uh pretty tall for a dwarf um he's a short fluffy beard that's yet to grow in properly um he's built really he's well built um He's clearly, uh, you know, a cleric of the forge. He's clearly a backs- blacksmith. Like his arms are ginormous, <laughs> his chest is huge. Um, <laughs> he's wearing armor that he's custom built himself, and he would have needed to. Um, he's he's well built, um, and he has a symbol of Gond around his chest. Um, and he says, "I'm not interrupting anything, am I?" Um, "No, mm, no, no. Nope. What's up?" "Nothing at all." "Hey, no. hey how's it going?" "Yeah." he gives you a look between the two raises an eyebrow and then just like he's here he just came through the gates there's he came through the gates in this weird looking caravan thing with a bunch of people sitting on top of it and in it and he just got out by one of the ruined houses um
3: okay um i kind of like uh i kind of look over towards ruina we kind of share, like, a very distinct... Ranala. Uh, not Rowena, <laughs> Rowena. That would be weird. Um, was, I look over towards Ranala. We kind of give, like, a knowing glance of, okay, put this aside. Yep. Let's go do what we got to do. I grab my the box, put it in my backpack. Uh-huh. Uh, I get myself equipped in case I need to. If anything, I have, like, rapier at the side, strong bow on the back, got my cloak on, good to go. And I say, all right, this is why we're here. Are you all ready?
2: Oh my God, let's just go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And he he starts like clunking down the corridor as fast as he's able to. He's, he's, he's a little bit slow, as is Renala. Uh, Renala has her bracer daggers on um, and she takes a flute with her. Um, And you guys rush out onto the streets. um, And I will bring the others back in. Uh, For the audience at home, they have not heard this part of the call. (laughs) They haven't heard this part of the episode because I don't want them to know. I'm so excited. (laughs) All right, Uh. okay, come back. The last that we left the rest of the crew, they were standing mildly bickering at Raoul's former home. What do you guys want to do now?
4: Bicker some more?
1: After the bickering is done, <laughs> I imagine that Balance would uh, get everybody back on the cart and say, we should probably check in at the Witcher's Society. I would hope that someone there would be able to, um, I guess, clue us in on the goings-on, see if maybe Demi returned.
2: Um, uh, your conscious NPCs agree with your decision. Um, uh, Benno uh, continues to drive the cart up to uh, the steps of the Witcher's Society. As you get there and you guys all disembark, uh, can I ask who's got Odette? I assume Zoltano's carrying her. Was that a question? Me. Yeah. Me, I did it. Me, farmed her off to someone else. Um, As you get there, you notice that the doors crash open and what you see are three people running down the steps. There is uh, two dwarves. Um, One is a female dwarf. She has long, curly, dark hair. Um, dark, dark green eyes and has a flute and is carrying a brace of daggers um, the other is a male dwarf uh, head to toe in plate armour carrying a symbol of Gond which is kind of like the dwarven god of crafting um, and he makes a lot of noise running, like you could probably hear him before he'd even turned up um, but the most odd thing is in the centre of these two running down these steps is an elf this elf is wearing a dark cloak wearing dark armor, carrying uh, a rapier shortbow and a small cylindrical uh, wooden object. And he looks exactly like Lafian.
1: Uh Balance freezes and goes,
5: Oh, right. Nosebleed. <laughs> raw moves in front of you. <laughs>
1: Balance takes the cloak of protection that he got and pulls the hood up Justin in case, Kay- Like, are they looking straight at us?
2: Yeah, you guys, like, it's that kind of, like, moment where you've all, like, disembarked and they've just swung open the doors. So everyone looks up to see each other exactly the same time. This is exactly what has happened.
5: Never mind the hood, then. Balance just has that O face. Like the uh oh. Yeah, Roth steps in front of you, though. <laughs> Allowing you to cower.
2: <laughs> uh, you are presented with a black dragonborn who's wearing a hoodie uh whose nose is slightly bleeding at this point um the bottom part of his jaw is like red and raw um you can see that there is a female dwarf whose beard has grown out slightly and with uh hair that's in a Oh, no, she's cut the braid. Um, and she's covered in armor, and she's carrying an unconscious female elf. Um, and you see that there is a kind of like broken down-ish looking cart with a couple of other people standing nearby.
3: Um, as I see them approaching, I immediately just like snap up, and I freeze, staring directly at my brother. Balance
1: kind of leans around Rawl slightly, just like his head, so his head's poking over the shoulder. <laughs> I take it you're not here to harm me then?
3: No. Okay. Um. Hello? Bro- brother?
1: Okay, all right. We need to not, um, let's not uh, um, have that discussion out here, shall we? Um, 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 y- uh, uh, um, uh, okay. Can, um, can we go inside? Su- um,
3: yep, yeah, yep, yeah, Yes. yep, yep, yeah, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Oh, God.
1: Telepathically to Zoltana and Raul individually, he <laughs> goes, this is going to be the most awkward thing I've ever had to deal with. Oh, God, what do I do? What do I do? <laughs> so help one of up. you, one of you helped me. I don't know what to do.
4: Ross, like, standing walks- in front of you,
5: body-blocking you. Fuck you. <laughs>
4: I am helping. Zoltana, like, rolls her eyes, walks over, hands Odette to Benno. Uh,
2: he he struggles with her weight. He's not quite as strong as you, but he he kind of gets, like, half-standing, half-holding pose. Uh, it's it's awkward, but he tries.
4: And then she walks over to Balance and drags him inside. <laughs>
1: Balance looks Renoma, very awkward uh, but goes
2: the female dwarf looks over at uh, Zoltana who seems to have gumption in her and you see her equally like rolling her eyes and like come on guys it's just get side what a bloody hell this
4: may possibly be the most awkward thing i've ever seen in my life Zoltana under her breath in in a very like i would assume there're like a lot of different like dwarven like dialects dialects yeah so like Not that they're like super different, but it's like, you know, how slang is everywhere and and in like a very, you know, like a dialect from her childhood. She's just like basically cursing about how fucking stupid these elves are, (laughs) but like quietly under her breath. And she's like, this is the most she's basically saying the same thing. Like, this is so fucking weird. Like, can they not like talk like humans? Like. If I saw, if I saw, I had to fucking see my ex fiance, <laughs> and I was able to form fucking words.
2: Like, <laughs> so, so, Tana is still really like salty grumpy at this point. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah.
4: If she wasn't, gr- if she okay, wasn't salty uh, grumpy, she wouldn't be being so mean. But she's, she's having, she's having a hard time because she's been awake for three days, and you can't fucking say like two said two words yeah. without the word um, um in between them to your brother. <laughs>
2: Uh, at, at this uh, at this point um the male dwarf um he he steps aside and lets everybody pass through um the female dwarf sort of like runs ahead up to uh the rooms that uh, they have been staying in as you guys make your way up there uh beno elise tuck and consequently Odette, um they they go into a different set of rooms to stay off to one side um ranala and uh, fake it uh, go with um, female and male dwarf They give you guys some time. Um, They know where they're going. Everyone's looked after. Everything's cool. It's all cool. You're in the Witcher Society. Um, And you four find yourselves in a fairly well-appointed room. Um, It's not quite as nice as Demi's, but this one does have a balcony. Um, As you look out, you can see the sun is just at that point where it's just about to dip below the horizon.
1: And who's in the room
2: right now? It's the four of you.
1: Gotcha. So as soon as the door closes, Balance turns around and looks at Pintor. What are you doing here?
3: Um, looking for you.
1: That's not the answer I was hoping for. Um,
3: Why? Pintor raises up his arm, and you see coiled around his arm is a green snake.
1: Balance has an O face
3: again. Mom and dad are in trouble. Like, the most kind of trouble.
1: In case you hadn't noticed, the whole world is kind of in trouble right now.
3: Yeah. Y- yeah. Only just about got that when I got here. Okay, hold hold on a sec. What, how, uh, I
1: don't even know where to begin. How do you know... How did you... Balance looks like at a loss for words... Which is very unusual for him. How
4: That's- did you know that he would be here? And she, like, shoots balance oh. a look.
3: Oh, well. yes, Yes. <laughs> um, you know, Dad. Right. Uh, and I'm your brother. Right. I'm not dumb. He likes to drink. Oh, so you... This okay. is
2: very counterintuitive to what you knew.
1: It definitely is a little... odd.
3: Yeah. um, But not... Not really only that. That's not the only reason I'm here. I am um, a messenger as well. Um, I've come to deliver you something from an old friend of yours. And I take out the little wooden box and I handed it over to Balance.
2: It's a wooden cylinder, about six inches long, um, made of wood, carved. Do I,
1: do I recognize it?
2: Not really. It has uh, like the dark hammer, like sigils and stuff, like carved into it. Um, you wouldn't necessarily know what this is. You would definitely have like a scroll or something in here. Uh,
1: balance, instead of taking it, is going to say, "Just set it on the ground for me in front of you." Uh,
3: yeah, I'll put it right down.
1: Balance is going to kind of wave a hand and uh, have his mystic hand appear and open it from uh, a
2: distance. You uh, pencil. You see something that's very akin to like mage hands. Um, just like appear out of nowhere. Um, when you see it go down, remove the lid of the cylinder. I assume you want it to remove the scroll. Please. Uh, nothing explodes. No mysterious powder falls out. Um, the scroll comes out. It's uh, it's a scroll. It's let me read specifically what this looks like because we described it.
1: If none of the bad things happened, then he would have it come to him so we can look at it.
2: Okay. While all uh, this is happening,
3: uh, uh, Pintor is, is just looking directly at Balance's hair.
2: <laughs> um, it's it's uh it's badly dyed and partially grown out. It's dyed a darkish color. Um, the roots are kind of silvery whitish. But color, it's short, right? Have. It's shorter. Yeah, he's yeah. Really, uh, he's
3: uh, real jealous than it was. He's real jealous longer
2: than it was. Because Pintor wants uh, short hair. He's real upset. <laughs> um, it's a plain piece of parchment. Um, it has white wax seal. Braided into the white wax seal are white ribbons with a strip of bronze. I need you to make a history check. Okay. 17. Sultana, I need you to make a history check too.
4: Oh, I like that. Let's do it. But I got it's a disadvantage, right? Uh, yeah, because you're super tired. That's a one.
1: Like, actually, though. <laughs>
2: um, now now that they've gotten onto the talking part, you're just like, oh, I'm real tired. Sultana's just like... <laughs> now you've got it going. Now you've got it going. You're super tired. It's very difficult to stay awake right now.
4: Um, just do something that will make her angry so the rage can fuel her awake. No. <laughs> okay.
2: You, in that case, Sultana, you, you're just too tired to to remember what this may be. Balance, you know that this is a formal petition from one family to another.
1: Balance kind of raises one eyebrow slightly and takes it and breaks the seal.
2: Uh, comes off fairly easily. Um... As you like take the the wax, the seal off and you slide that and the ribbons off along with the strip of bronze, uh, you see that there's like a written on the back of like the the plain part of this parchment before you even open it. You can see that there's just a very small little handwritten note um, and it says, I'm glad to hear that you're alive, my friend. And then you unfold the note and the note says, are you going to read this note out loud or are you just going to read it?
1: Um, he's going to read it, and if he thinks it's safe, then he will read it out loud.
2: Okay. Uh, the note says, I, Rowena, of the House of Darkhammer, Queen of the Dwarves, Queen of the Alliance of Dusk, and Sister of Gonsforge, hereby formally petition the former Prince Lafian of the House Dathradir for his hand in marriage as my consort. Upon reading this petition, my son, Prince Staket, of the House of Darkhammer, Heir to the Dwarven Throne, Prince of the Alliance of Dusk and Cleric at Gond's who is acting as my formal envoy, will be expecting a formal response within seven days. In good health and in good spirits, Queen Rowena Darkhammer, Queen of the Dwarves. <laughs> Who's going to be your maid of honour? <laughs> <laughs> your maid of honour? <laughs> I-, I need you guys to let Arch have his minute here.
1: Oh boy. Man, Bucky, you really. uh... Hey. Got the short end here. I'm working
3: with what I was given.
1: (laughs) Oh man. You were given some things that should not have been given.
5: Do you read it out loud? No. Oh no. Rawl is going to introduce himself. Yeah, but ba- you
1: can see balance like reads it, reads it again, reads it again, reads it again, <laughs> reads it again. Read it again and like
5: is just frozen in a loop of what?
3: What? What what? <laughs> Wait, what I think I what? misread that. Let me go back to the beginning.
5: <laughs> Raul is almost hiding behind balance now as he's reading, and he kind of like reaches an arm around. Hey, I'm Raul. Oh. Nice uh, to meet you.
3: Hello. I I I'm Pinto. Nice to meet you. Hey.
5: And he shakes hands and returns to doing his nothing
4: (laughs) Voltana is staring into space that way that you do when you're trying to make yourself stay awake (laughs) like blinking one eye and then another like over and over and like doing that thing you know where you like close your eyes for a second and you open them like real wide to try to like (laughs) make your you know like we've all been there Mm -hmm. I'm sure yep
2: you hear a little uh, knock at the door and the door opens and uh, the female dwarf just like pops her head around, looks at everyone, sees that balance has opened the scroll and looks over at Pintel like, is everything okay?
3: Uh, yeah, everything is fine, Ranola. Uh, um, just delivering the message.
2: Can I get you guys anything?
4: Coffee.
3: Coffee. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm okay.
4: Like a giant... Jug of coffee that I can swim in.
2: Uh, she gives like a, a short bell and a, all right, my lord, my lady, and closes the door and uh, presumably heads out to get coffee.
3: <laughs> you three, uh, for lack of a better term, look like you've been through hell. Um,
4: yes.
5: For <laughs> all just kind of things. Been to a lot of places.
4: Balance. Are you okay? No. Why are you not okay? And she like she has like a hand on, on one of her hand on her one of her hand axes.
1: <laughs> Balanced like, kind of still in his stupor, just takes the paper, and kind of holds it shakily out to Zoltana.
4: She grabs it. Do you let go of it? Because she's very no. tired, she
1: will rip it. <laughs> it's one of those like if you start pulling, he kind of just like like that's
4: okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what's gonna happen. Because otherwise, like the
1: very rigid, very rigid response, letting go.
4: Zoltana reads reads the note, and she's just like, "Huh. Uh, I take it that uh you do not want to be married."
5: Who are you marrying?
4: Sultana hands note. Raul the note.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Raul's nose bleeds.
2: A <laughs> little, little drop of blood on the edge of one of these. Oh. On the edge of um, the
3: um, um, uh, Pintor runs over and grabs like a napkin or something or cloth close by and hands it to Raw. <laughs>
5: oh. <laughs> um, he uses it to wipe the blood off the paper and <laughs> hands. <it. laughs> He's used to being uh. gross. He doesn't know that cloths are for him.
1: <laughs> Balance, like, <laughs> after a moment, like, just pinches the bridge of his nose as eyes closing. and says, who put you up to this? The queen. Directly?
3: Yeah. Uh, oh, I fuck. got it from the queen. She gave it to me.
1: I oh. I can't, no. This... this hmm I see what she's doing. I know what she, I know what she's up to. I don't. <sighs> it's a political thing.
4: I figured that, but it doesn't seem like a bad political thing. Like, now, I'm it not, not, not at politics. Well, yeah, because you don't want to be in politics anymore.
5: Emma's good at politics. Maybe I can ask her.
1: No, it's not something that she would be able to...
3: I mean, I assume you know what Aunt Gliddy has been up to lately.
1: All I've been hearing is that she is fucking everything up. Yep. What is going
3: on? She's, like you said, she's fucking everything up. She's been making an army of elves. Um, the queen is not happy. Rowena's not happy. Um, dad wasn't happy before he left uh, with bomb. And I'm assuming he left on business to go take care of something. And I got nipped, which was the signal. Something's up. They're in trouble. And now I'm here. Because you're the only person I can go to for help. You're the only family I really got left.
4: (laughs) But he's not really. Because you've never met him. And your dad told everybody he was dead. And he's not really... Prince Laffian anymore. He's balance.
3: We're still related
1: by blood. For all that's worth in our laws.
5: It didn't matter to you much before. Not to you, but you know.
3: And why should I help? Because this could end in civil war everywhere.
1: I planned on dealing with our aunt eventually. But why should I help mother and father? 50 years of my life gone without so much as a trial or anything. Nothing. I was alone for 50 years. Why should I help
3: them? I wasn't around when that happened. I don't know what happened. I don't. I don't know you. I don't know what you did, I don't know if you actually did it. And I'd, if I was around back then, I probably would have said something about it. But, I wasn't here. And, as far as I know, father has been trying really hard to make sure that Aunt Glinny stops fucking things up. The goal was to The goal was to put me on the throne. He was going to forego his heir to essentially remove her from power and place me on the throne. I I have my own feelings about that. But that was his goal. And he's, I'm assuming, on the same side as us with this matter. He still has power, and we can end this quickly.
1: <sighs> balance starts rubbing his temples. What is it that you know of all of this? What What his father told you? What his mother
3: told you? The only thing I really know is that the last I heard of mother and father, they were heading to the gentlemen's dueling Club. right That was when they got they sent nipped and that's the last I heard of them. As far as the queen, all I know is she's been building an army, excluding the dwarves and arming them. has been putting in a lot of laws and rules that dictate things that don't look good. I'm scared. the queen is scared. The prince is scared. Fake it. What could she be hoping to accomplish?
1: Why would she choose to marry me then?
3: To give you a place back and show case to the world that elves and dwarves can put those differences aside. To make Aunt Linny look bad. Because you're obviously alive. And honestly, I'm a little happy that you are.
1: There's an eyebrow raise at that.
4: But, on, but only a little, Balance. Only a little.
3: Can I ask you a question? It's an open space. Sure. Did you do it? Uh,
1: no. Let me counter with a question. What is it that you think I did? Or didn't do.
3: From what I was told, I was told you were in the courtyard with Naverna and there was an accident. I was told that neither of you made it out of that. But then years later, discovered from dad that you were alive. I was told it was a freak accident. And I didn't want to jump to any conclusions, not knowing you, because I didn't know you. And I kind of hoped that my brother would not be
1: a murderer. That. It was an accident. Definitely was a freak accident. (sighs) I'm in too deep now. Fuck it. The incident that occurred was is still being determined in full what transpired. There are things going on with this whole apocalypse that seem to heavily tie in with that night. The short and long version is there is a ancient hero named Monarch who ...possessed a certain set of skills uh, of a more psychic nature. The gods decided to split him apart in order to have him come back when the world needed him most. His spirit, which was one of the pieces, was cast out and gone through a reincarnation cycle of sorts... ...where there would be a different host, and when that host would perish, he would move on to the next... However, that cycle was broken in a sense, and he was forced into me on that night. Part of that incident was me unlocking my own psychic abilities. The influx of power was too much for me to control, and it lashed out at Ninverna. It was an accident. Caused by someone else. The previous host was not killed. He was ripped out of her. I... There are other things that I don't think I want to share with you. I don't know you. I don't know where your allegiances lie. And I'll be completely honest. On this matter, I'm... Balance kind of pauses and looks down. I'm a bit envious of you.
3: Ventor raises his eyebrow. Envious? Why?
1: You got to live another 50 years of the life that I had been living. I lost that. I lost everything I had. My family, my friends, my rights, my title, I was trying to do good. I was trying to make the world a better place. And that got all removed. That was taken away from me. I'm doing what I can now in my own way with these people here. But I still wonder what I could have done in that 50 years. What I could have changed if all, all of this could have been avoided had I just been able to ascend.
3: Well, if I could speak freely, this is a chance for you to go back to that and fix the things that you couldn't while I was here. If anything, my being here, the 50 years I've spent alive, 45 years I've spent alive, if it came down to me delivering this note for you so that you could do the things that you needed to do, then I think maybe that's worth it. I have things that I want to do too. Things that I believe in that I want to change. But the way things are now can't be done.
1: You ask for a lot more than you know. I need time to think on this. And as it stands, there are other pressing matters that need taken care of. There is a... Certain dwarf here that needs to have a dire enemy dealt with. There is an unconscious elf that needs curing of some sort. There's a town that is currently half-broken. There's a world that is shattering to pieces. There's missing parents. A marriage proposal. (laughs) Do you see the insanity of all this?
3: Yeah, I didn't realize that until I really got here and I realized that everything was really shite. Now that I'm here, it's kind of funny in a way. But at the same time, not at all. It makes
1: me hate all this diplomatic bullshit. The world is falling apart and we're about to go to a civil war because our fucking aunts can't Control whatever stupid shit is going on in her mind. Which, by the way, I. And balance freezes and.
5: Has V smiles satisfied. Mmm.
2: <laughs> you hear a gentle tap at the door. What? And there's no need to be so rude. Just bring in your coffee, my lord.
1: Sorry.
4: Z- Zoltana, like, runs to the door and, like, <laughs> flings it open. She looks
2: over at, uh, at Pintor and looks back to balance and looks back to Pintor with, like, a, a raised eyebrow.
1: Just having a civil discussion.
2: <laughs> she puts the coffee very gently in front of Zoltana.
4: <laughs> Zoltana immediately starts chugging it. I do not give a shit how hot it is.
2: Uh... She takes a
4: step back and stands in the corner of the
2: room, um, her head like down a little bit. But for anyone paying any sort of attention to it, it's fairly obvious that she's constantly looking over you and looking at Pintor. And whenever she sees anyone looking over, just looking down again in an almost perfect servant pose.
1: If you could, could you actually do me a favor?
3: I know we just met. Uh,
2: Looks over at Pintor, looks back at you. She's clearly biting her tongue.
3: Pintor nods at Ranala.
1: Can you see if someone can fetch Demi?
2: Uh, Demi's not here, my lord. She's due to return any day soon.
1: If you could have somebody get a message to her that sooner than later would be far preferable.
2: We can't get any messages to her at the moment.
3: We've tried. None?
4: We've tried. We haven't
3: seen in but she's a said- few days. A while, actually from now. Balance is rubbing his temples again.
4: So, fucking now what? Because I can't any... stay awake forever, Balance.
1: Are there any clerics of any high renown here? Anybody of any. Oh,
4: God. Um,
2: well, there's, there's plenty of people here in the Witches' Society, my lords, my lady. I'm sure one of them could help you out.
1: As long as it's not that piece of shit, Secretary.
2: <laughs> are you on about the one that's always constantly chewing? like? Oh,
1: my that god! That guy. Yes, that one. He's such
2: an awesome... Sorry, my lord. And she looks like, down like... The fact she's just, like spouted out nonsense and just puts her head back down. No,
1: please, by all means, you are <laughs> more than welcome to talk shit about that one. I could go on. Pintor
3: kind of has a smile on his face. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: what exactly are you looking for?
1: This one gesturing at Sultana, has been marked by the Sandman and her wife currently is in some sort of possession by the Sandman. We need to deal with it.
2: I'll, I'll go fetch someone with a bit more magical knowledge, me know. <laughs> she
0: Probably she,
2: she kind of like bows really deeply to Pintor, which she may know is a very sarcastic thing that she's doing to him right now, um, and then politely inclines her head to the rest of you and then, like, bolts out the door. Um, as she bolts out the door, you you hear this, like, momentary stop, and then you hear, like, clunk, 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 like, following her down the corridor.
4: Your brother should... Ma- <laughs> Sultana walks over to uh, Balance and, like, gestures for him to ba- bend down. What? I bet you could convince your brother to marry the queen instead. He seems to have a thing for dwarves, and then he, and she walks over back to her coffee.
1: <laughs> Balance rolls his eyes at that. Do you sur- surround yourself with servants or with friends, Pentel? Usually
3: friends. I try not to treat them like servants. They're people.
1: Can I get an insight on that? Sure.
5: You have an aura
3: I'm reading his aura. My aura is filled with cotton candy and rainbows. I hate it. (laughs) Uh, 16 insight.
2: It's very true. He is clearly... He really doesn't think of servants as like they are beneath his station. If anything, some of his mannerisms, and especially Rinala's mannerisms, the looks you've seen between them... They aren't people who is one is a servant, one is a master. They are friends, and one is clearly trying to play a role to help him. He's straight as they come.
1: So what's the play from here, Pintor? What do you want?
3: Well, I want to help Mom and Dad, so that Dad can use his power in a way where we can get Aunt Glenny off the throne and do the right thing, and maybe stop. A bunch of needless people from dying, a bunch of needless warfare, that doesn't really have to happen at all. I don't want people to die. Unfortunately, I know it's gonna happen at some point, but I feel like we should do something to stop her from planning whatever it is she's planning, because whatever she's doing can't be good. And also, if anything, I'd like to get you at least a semblance of normality back into things and maybe give you a chance at the life that you have lost for 50 years.
1: Yet the option you lay before me is not an easy one.
3: I mean, given the circumstances, no option's really that easy.
1: It's more than that. I fell in love. I already have someone.
3: Pintor's eyes kind of go wide for a minute I understand that well if there's something else we can do just stop bank I'm all ears and if you need help tell me where to go do you have any idea where they are uh my parents last time I heard they were at the gentleman's dueling club I don't quite know where or what that is.
5: Isn't that where Demi was going? It is. Then that. Would Rowena know where that is? She might. I mean, maybe she would help us find it so we could go and and, uh, find them and rescue them. But We've lost a lot of time with Demi. Um, we have to find things. And I th- I think that I can find more of the things if I can have someone translate this book. But I need someone to cast a spell to let the beholder go out of a thing. No, we're not no. So no, we're not actually can, doing uh-uh. that part.
4: That's not happening.
5: What? I need someone to translate <laughs> to my book so we can find...
3: What languages is things. your book written in?
5: Rob pulls out and hands you that book. Rob's what languages? Many languages book.
2: Pintor speak.
3: Let's find out. Probably nothing helpful.
2: <laughs> I mean, most likely. Not <laughs> <laughs> gonna lie. Most likely not. Most likely
3: not. Uh, oh, actually, he's got a lot of languages. Uh, common, elvish, dwarvish, thieves can't, undercommon, celestial, and Gnomish. What the fuck?
2: He's super smart. All right, let me open up the book. <laughs> Jesus effing Christ. You've done this to this, yourself, this, friend.
5: This... Rawl just shows everyone this book. I know. Hi, I know. nice to meet you. Here's my book. Can you read this? <laughs>
1: Hi, nice to meet you. Buy my book. Hi,
5: nice to meet you. Can you read this? I need the beholder to... I'm going to publish this. And so someone... Can... I rolled a natural 20. Buy my book.
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's the best salesman. <laughs> You want to read my book, yes? <laughs> Please, buy my book. <laughs> uh, Full of mystery. Uh, there are various little pieces here uh, written in a variety of different languages. Uh, you recognize a little bit of Celestial. You recognize a little bit of... Uh, wait, is, Did you say you speak Undercommon? Yes. Uh, a little bit in Undercommon. Not a whole lot. Um... Yeah, not a whole lot. You do you like if you spent some time, you could like get like pull useful information from this, but it's so big. There's so much like information in here. Like finding a little piece randomly by like, opening a page and bump. There's a piece of information for you. Um, is is uh, it's pretty low.
3: See, so yeah, I'm like flipping through and I go, uh, don't know that, don't know that, don't. Know, oh, that looks familiar. I know that word.
2: Uh, not that you, you recognize. uh <laughs> Oh fuck, let's give you something. Uh
5: I'm gonna roll a D. <laughs> a-,
2: a D. I was trying to think what I could give you. Um, <laughs> roll a D. Uh All right, Faki. at uh disadvantage, please have Pintor roll a investigation check. Damn it, twelve. You you don't find anything of massive use. I'm um, sorry. Um
3: are you sure he's super smart? Oh, I'm not smart at all.
2: <laughs> he 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 knows a lot of things. I just can't speak like, a lot fuck of more than I remember him having. So yeah, uh, <laughs> it's like fuck. Oh yeah, he has all these languages because sure. I believe um, it's because
3: it comes from my background. I'm the inheritor, so I have a lot of languages from that. Yeah.
2: Uh, you hear running up the corridor again, um, mostly preceded by the sound of clunk 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 as the uh, the, the male dwarf, who's Prince Saket, Uh you hear him and his companions running up. Um, Running into uh, the room, like, Renala doesn't even go under the pretense of being a servant right now. She throws open the door and um, she presents this rather plain-looking human woman, which most of y'all recognize as the human form of Kythea.
1: Valence mm, has a shit face on him. Oh, hi, Kythea. <laughs> Good to see you. I'm going to say right now, Kythea does not need to roll in insight to know that balance
2: is stressed as fuck. She looks at you. She looks at Pintel. She looks at you. Hello, Kythea. She turns and looks back at Pinto. <laughs> Hi, Kythea. How are you? Hi. Um,
3: uh, They got yeah. they got problems. They need help with things. We have problems. <laughs> Wait, do you two know each other already? <laughs> I've been here for like 30 days. Kythea, how long have you been here?
2: I've, we arrived two days ago. Uh, Cool. Uh, (laughs) Cool. uh, Someone said something about uh, Sandman and Zoltana, you're falling asleep, but you got your wife back.
4: Yeah, uh, I got my wife back. Uh, The Sandman has taken her over and is keeping her asleep. And uh, he mocked me. So if I go back to sleep, I'm going to die. She just sounds really cheerful saying all of this. Of course, it's hysteria from not having slept, which is somehow um, making she, Ra
5: feel okay about it.
4: <laughs> she, <laughs> it of course, okay.
2: naturally we just need to pretend things are okay around Ra. Well. Uh, she walks it over works. to you and like puts her fingers um, like on your eyelids and pulls them open, and she looks very deeply into one of them, and she says, "Okay, um, we need to go downstairs, like through the," and she looks at Pintor. Uh, teleport circle nobody told you about uh, We need to go down there Can we tell him about what's down there Are you sure I should be going She points at the eye I should be going down there She pats you gingerly on the shoulder and looks at Balance like, Is he okay to come with us Being what's downstairs is downstairs
3: Uh. Um, uh. A little help over here I'm right here. You'll, you talk about me.
4: You'll you'll find out if Balance wants you to find out. Shut up, Pinto.
3: <laughs> I mean, that's not a bean. Does she just call me a bean? What's a bean? <laughs> I like her. I like her a lot.
2: <laughs> I think I might like you if you're super not cranky.
4: <laughs> you you yeah. probably would. I'm a fun person to be around, but I haven't slept in. How many days have I not slept in, you guys?
5: Eight four. <laughs>
1: four. That yeah, was are very different I numbers.
4: I haven't. You slept momentarily in believe his eight. I haven't <laughs> slept in eight days.
1: No, Zoltan, no, Zoltana is four.
4: Okay, I haven't slept um, in four days. She holds up five I, fingers. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's absolutely perfect. Okay, state. Uh- she puts uh, Katia puts her arm around you and begins to just like pull you out of the room. Like, where do you decide to tell Pinter what's going on? Is completely out of her hands now. She's taking Zoltana and almost running. And she says, "Um, where's where's your wife? Where's your lady?"
4: Uh, I, uh she's with her brother. I don't know where they went.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Renala, who's sort of like stuck in the doorway, just like points one room down. She says, uh. I'll, I'll, I'll get him to, to bring her down to wherever this mysterious teleport room is. Um, she, like, knocks on the door, and as Carthia's dragging along, you hear, like, Benno struggling with her weight a little bit behind you, but they are making their way down.
0: Uh,
1: fine, you can come with us, but I swear to God, if you tell anybody about any of this...
3: Tell anybody about what? Exactly. I'll follow okay. after that. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
5: frog gets confused.
1: Balance is following behind Pintor and has a the amount of emotions running across (laughs) his face right now.
2: Uh, Basically, everyone except uh, Elise and Tuck make their way down to the teleport. Um, Take it as you get there. um, It's it's through Demi's kind of like workshop area, which you've never been allowed into. Um, you pass through that and then you get to like a little teleport area. It's just a small room with a big teleport room on the ground. Um, there is this human guy standing there who's just like just leaning against the wall. You recognize him. Um, he's just the guy who works like the at the reception. He's constantly chewing stuff and just being a <sighs> dick. Um, he sees you guys. He rolls his eyes and immediately starts casting. Um, so the last person to cross the threshold literally just crosses in time as everyone is uh, teleported. You find yourselves in a completely kind of different place. You find yourself within an area which is clearly underground. Um, You are in a room. There's a big teleport circle on the ground. And around you, there are hundreds of beds. This, for the three of you who've already been here, is... Not probably no exaggeration, at least 10, 20, 30 times bigger than the room you left behind. The barracks is huge. There are lots of people down here. There are bunk beds, there are pallets, there are like normal beds. There's a couple of partition walls, a couple of double beds. This room is packed, filled with people. Pinto. Not all of these people come from Discora. Some of them are kind of horned scaled creatures some of them are more furry with long tails and cat-like ears some of them have shells and um others are very short and green-skinned but there are a lot of people here and the human woman that arrived kind of like looks at you looks at balance and removes a necklace from around her neck and she turns into a purple-skinned tiefling
1: Balance is looking at Pintor very closely.
2: Thakit is just like slack jawed and wide eyed. (laughs) Just like looking around this room in utter surprise.
3: What is this?
1: With any luck, our solution. Or at least part of it.
5: They're not from Kino.
3: Where are they from? Here?
5: From a long time ago Yes The last city of Drenith
3: Oh Why are they here? Do they just need to be hidden? They're an army
4: Are you fucking stupid or something?
3: I don't really know what I am right now This is insane but- Savras froze them When he went
5: and became a god And then he died And now they're awake
4: and you're a prince of this country, and I didn't you don't know why they would be hiding.
3: I know why they're hiding.
4: Oh, because you just asked why they were hiding. That's I why said, I,
3: is it, I asked if they were here because they need to be hidden. If they're from Discora, but this you is know. Kino, not Discora. This, this—I'm in shock right now. Wow.
2: I think. I think maybe we should like Renala just like like scratches the side of her neck with like one of her daggers. Like she's clearly very uncomfortable. Like maybe we should just like take a minute, just let us absorb this. But you have to admit, this is really fucking cool.
3: You it understand? It really is cool.
1: <laughs> you understand the three of you are in this now, right?
3: Yeah, I guess so.
2: Uh, take it like. Manually closes his jaw, shakes his head a little bit, and looks at you. And he says, "We're in it. We're here. This is things that we've talked about.
3: We've wanted to change the world for a long time now. This is what's gonna do this place it." place
2: is incredible.
3: Like, we just made
1: a
5: little bit more progress. It seems. Oh
2: my god! I could learn so much.
5: You guys look over, and like <gasps> Rawls, like meeting one of these tabaxi things and he like is shaking its hand but as soon as he touches it he's like oh man he's like mesmerized and his other hand comes up and like is like petting the arm basically and then there's like this awkward like oops thing
3: you
2: can't sorry I think it's crazy hilariously I think the tabaxi is doing almost the same thing
5: (laughs) so we're just like Really enthralled yeah. with each other's hands And <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, it's clearly weird So
3: then balance, I should probably tell you Um, Seeing this And all that's happening This is kind of What I wanted I don't want to be king Because I wanted to be an ambassador I wanted to be able to bring All the species of the world together And I couldn't do that sitting behind sitting behind a desk in a throne by myself. I need to see the world for myself.
2: At this point, Ronala looks at you, comes over and takes your hand.
1: Balance Cox's hide, his head to the side. Can I get a read on that?
4: Sure, take an insight check.
1: This is a very important one.
4: Are you reading what 16. Are he wants to be a good guy or whether he's dating the dwarf, because I think the second one is pretty obvious. No, this, yeah. that one's pretty obvious.
1: <laughs> uh, it's a 16 insight. Inciting what, if I'm telling the truth? The, the whole ambassador trying yeah. to see the world not wanting to be king thing. All of
3: it's true. Pentor does not want to be the king. He didn't ask for all of this. He doesn't want it.
4: Honestly, at this point, we should just abolish the entire monarchy because no one wants to be fucking king
1: <laughs> no balance does. no one wants to be
4: <laughs> king of the elves
1: no except balance does I mm, hmm
2: I think maybe we could put this on hold a minute and uh deal with the fact that the sandman is probably gonna burst through her pretty soon R- I can R- points so R- R-
5: no stars play. oh
2: <laughs> oh sorry she may burst out of hair, like, real soon. So, maybe <laughs> do <she have>, like,
3: <laughs> with
1: this. You already made it scary. <laughs> I'm, although, to be fair, Zaltana, if you did perish and the Sandman burst out of you, look how many people there are around that would kick his ass.
4: No! No one gets to kick his ass but me! I have to kick his ass! She sounds really upset at the prospect of not kicking his ass. Like, she... Okay,
1: like, alright. You know what, let's tears just... tears
4: in her eyes.
1: Bounce, like, puts I his hands it. on her shoulders and just starts kind of...
2: Yeah, uh, Kythea guides uh, 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 you, you guys to her workstation, which is, uh, Pintor, as you leave this area, you go into a corridor. Um, on this side of the corridor, there are three doors, fairly equally spaced along, just simple wooden doors. Opposite you, there are three closed doors, one red, one green, one black. On the right-hand side of you, there is a uh, there's an open door, And you can see that there's an armor stand with a shield on it. And you can see that there is a piece of cloth, which is just hung up covering that part of the wall, something on there. Um, But as you look left, there's a couple more doors and they lead you partway along it to um, another room. (coughs) This room is preposterously large compared to what you would think it would be. Bigger on the inside, cough. Um, And she takes you to an alchemist workstation. At this alchemist workstation, there is a human. Who is fairly tall, pretty old, has uh, white hair but balding on top, and they're wearing a very kind of like long white robe, which is like stained and like covered in grease and various potion marks. And they turn and uh, look at you guys, and Kythea says, like, Good, you got the potion done. Okay, let's do this.
3: Oi, this is Pintor Daphro, dear played by Jonathan Buckmaster, a.k.a. your friendly neighbourhood Bucky. You can find me on Twitter at Bucky underscore Masters, as well as the Taking Initiative podcast at TI underscore pod. You can listen to all our Season 1, where we play Curse of Additionally, our second season will be releasing on June 3rd, where we tackle another Wizards of the Coast module, Storm King Standard. This time, I get to be the DM. I'm looking forward to finally getting to meet my brother Laffian. Hopefully, he's not like everyone back home says he is. But if he is, oh well. It's only the entirety of two races at stake. Yeah, we should be fun. If you enjoy listening to my dulcet tones, as well as the amazing characters and storytelling of the beautiful and amazing people on the Lucky Die podcast, do me a favour. Leave a review wherever you listen to this show. It would mean a lot to me, but more importantly, it would mean a lot to this crew. They deserve all the love. Thanks a lot, and I'll see you again soon.
5: Welcome back to... Wait, where am I? What's this? Josh, we need you to record this promo clip, blah, 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 you better do a good job, or we are quitting your BS, curse of straw nonsense. Well, uh, I'm not quite sure how to take that, but hey everybody, I'm the current DM for Taking Initiative, a D&D 5e podcast. We're a bunch of goofs that love the game and wanted to share our play style at the table while still delivering a story you can enjoy and follow, even if you've never played the game before. We're Taking Initiative wherever you get your podcasts, or you can go to thespark.network for all other info. A cassette tape? Montage for
3: promo. A cassette tape? Really?
4: Kent! Just
3: the man I
5: was
2: looking uh, for.
4: I'm so clumsy today. I'm going to tie the <laughs> pants around his head so that he can't speak or see.
5: It's our scene, Kent. It's our scene, and Kent. Halflings in particular. Small, roll. ugly, children-looking motherfuckers like <laughs> yourself. Castle
1: Ravenloft's doors are always open to you.